So the fact that you listen and and not only in designing and you know with the fashion moving it forward but you also listen when it comes to like crypto when it comes to like uh new technology and all these things because people don't know quiet is kept you're like a strong entrepreneur like you're moving into that space um even though people look at you as a coach but you listen and you position yourself well how did that turn out you could look at me as a coach but any good coach will watch what his players are doing. Mm. And then you begin to make the adjustments in your life. So they instead of saying, oh, these kids today, the way they did it, nah. See what they're doing. You're a good coach. Mm. Swing your stuff over there where they're doing it. And then win with that. Because yeah. you think you're going to win the way you used to win back in the days? No, the game has changed. And the game of life has changed. So I feel that way when I deal with it. I was in Canarsie on, on I'm always remember, Flatlands and Remsen. There's a store in the corner there. And I seen all these dudes going in there, you know, just recently, you know, yeah. not back in the day. So, you know, the neighborhood has changed. And they were going to this machine. And they was going and they putting money in this machine. I was in the store to buy something. And they were putting money in the machine. And I'm like looking at it, I'm like, what kind of machine is this? So the guy was saying that this is how they pay for, at that time, their marijuana, all that kind mm. of stuff, the weed and all that kind of stuff, through these Bitcoins. And I'm like, what? Yeah, just, yo, this is how. So I asked, because I'm always asking the young dudes, and yeah. I'm like, yo, what is that? You know, he said, yeah, this is how we pay for, you know, you could pay for anything. From your own man, you know, the government ain't going to be down on this, you know. <laughs> and they was giving, me this, they was giving it to They're me. They're giving yo, you the jewels. Yo, 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 get them out of our damn business. And I like that. I said, oh, man. I said, yo, let me put $20 in here. Get, just get it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bitcoin. So I put $20 in there, and they give you the receipt, and you got your code on it, and da-da-da-da-da. Put that together. Then... um. I said, man, you know what? I started hearing about the Bitcoin. And because once you bring something in the universe, it's out there. Mm-hmm. So I started hearing about the Bitcoin. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to get some more of this. So I, so I, 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 look, I spend Can't money hurt. on anything. Yeah. But now I, I must have spent like $200 on, on, on the Bitcoin. This was when it, this was like nine to 10 years ago. And, um, it was, so it was new. And then I started hearing all these negative things about it. Yo, this thing is going to crash. You know, when they things we get into, yeah. they're like, yo, it's, it's not right. That So I kept it and kept it. Um, during the pandemic, I got, you know, touch of the COVID thing. Couldn't beat me because I was, my pre-existing condition, mm-hmm. my pre-existing condition was on point. And, um, but I'm looking and I misplaced my key. Because mm. I'm seeing this Bitcoin going up, up, right, like right, $25,000 right. mm. for a Bitcoin. And I'm like, yo, where my stuff at? <laughs> I was looking on my wife and I was stuck in a room by yeah, myself. Yeah. I took, tore everything up. Yeah. And I found it. And man, I found the, the numbers and everything. And I looked at it. 
and I had spent two hundred dollars. You know, yeah, yeah. stop after I heard start hearing the negative stuff. I shouldn't stop. But man, when I found it, and it said fifty six hundred dollars that I got mm -hmm. just for them two hundred dollars. Yeah, I like oh shots. And then I started to really get into it, and I kept it there. And then I, I looked into Ethereum, because Ethereum is the young dude mm -hmm. that was creating this that was going to rival the Bitcoin. Right, right. Because he had more things on his, the blockchain, the whole mm -hmm. concept was more open. Yeah. And this was a young dude that was doing his thing. I said, man... I'm gonna catch this right now, you know. So Ethereum, I got whole Ethereum. Yeah, right. Very early age. Bitcoin, I still was getting little pieces of it, you know. Because one thing about the Bitcoin, you get percentages of one coin. Mm -hmm. So if you don't buy a whole coin, you just got a percentage of right, it. Right, right, right. So if you imagine you just get one coin and kept it when it went up to sixty thousand dollars. See, Even right now. So I had. Ethereum's whole coins, because it's going to go up. Mm -hmm. These are the two top ones. Mm -hmm. um, so my wife and my kids and all of them, they always look. I told them I was others. <laughs> you know, I am right. others, man. I, I, I'm the outcast thinker. Mm -hmm. I don't do things the way everybody does it. And um, so I got into the Bitcoin. I got into Ethereum, kept it in. Even today, as it went down, Bitcoin went down from... 60,000 a coin to 20 now, mm -hmm. went down. But I keep mine there, like, yo, this is, that's like going to a casino and you win in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You playing with casino money. Yeah. So you could just put away what you have mm -hmm. and then you say whatever comes. Play with from, the rest, yeah. I play with the rest and I'm not taking a chance, you know. So yeah, so same thing came when the metaverse came. I went in there, first got my Oculus, man. I'm like, yo, let me check this out. I'm up in there, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm so grateful to be alive. To see this. To see this. Yo, yeah. this is yeah. the matrix, you know? Choose this or this one. You got this life over here. Oh. Yeah, that's the matrix. Yeah, yeah you coming out of this and going into this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm going in here. I want to go in, dive in. Yeah. Put them things on, man. I saw so much stuff, real estate and all of that. Went in there and I told everybody, some of our other people that wanted to get down. And uh, right now we got like 200 uh, penthouses that I purchased at $3, $2, penthouse. Mm -hmm. Now, you, when you go in the metaverse, you have these, it starts out in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. you got one floor. As you build the floors, right. your stuff, if you bought it at this level, mm -hmm. goes up, 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 up. So now when I come in, mm -hmm. I don't even see my property. It's so way up there. Be mm -hmm. But all of the other people that bought it in that, they got paid to the pipe, the man up on the top. And you're that man. Oh yeah, at a lot of spots. Mm. Me and, and so we went in there. So that same uh, penthouse that I purchased for two dollars, three dollars, is worth like now. If you went in, mm. which is not a bad price, but if you went in, it's uh, like one hundred and ninety-eight 
you know, it's a big difference. Dollars here, yeah. and it's gonna grow because those neighborhoods are now growing. The areas that we bought them, we bought them in the central location. They already built train stations and so forth. So I went to Snoop's concert. Mm-hmm. Well, Snoop Dogg has a nice little spot. So I went to his concert. And man, you in there, you got the Snoop vibe, you got everybody weed up, smoking. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy in there, man. I'm the, and, and Snoop, he, he's, he's another. Yeah, he's yeah. cool on his stuff. Yeah. And I'm in there, man, he got the concert, you know, the diggity, diggity, dig, doing his thing. And I'm like, yo, I'm walking around. And they see me now, they call me OG on the thing because I go places where most people don't go. Uh-huh. Let me tell you one time I went in um, where all these young people are. So even in, in the metaverse, there's hoods that <laughs> you don't want to go to. So I go in there and I just go in there just to check it. They hanging out, all the young people came out. And yo, they come up on me in my face like this. Cause remember you in you an avatar, yeah, yeah, but you yeah. still feel it. Cause when they roll up, then yo, what you doing in here? And all of them pointing their fingers at it, and yo, OG, what you doing in here? And I like yo, I told them, I and I settled it. I said, listen, y'all gonna be the first people that get their ass kicked in the metaverse. My <laughs> <laughs> old man, y'all get out of my face. <laughs> yo, yo, we know like, like, like that, yo, son. I said, y'all gonna be the first, they bust out laughing. Yeah. I said, y'all gonna be the first one to get your ass kicked. <laughs> I said, but it can be intimidating. Right. But um, uh, I go all over in there and um, I they they building in there, they, you know, I. They got clothes lines. People mm-hmm. are selling stuff in there. You sell stuff. But I got stores, like, in my buildings. Mm-hmm. I have the stores. And um, you create stores where people buy and stuff. They go in, and you buy it. And, and you'll get it at your house. So you walk in. You're walking into the store. You're walking around. And you see what you want. Oh, I like that. And you buy it. Mm-hmm. And then, basically, you pay for it right there. Just like you do on the website, mm-hmm. you pay for it, zip, and then we send it to you. That's crazy. But now you're talking about everybody from the world. Mm-hmm. So we meet up with people from India, from everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you're not just talking to people. When I do lectures in there, mm-hmm. I have a lecture room that holds like 25 to 30. You charge people to come in. They hear you lecture about whatever you lecture yeah. about. So it's, it's it's crazy. You don't look like you're in there yet. No, nah, I'm not in there yet, but son, I, you got me. Son, wait, My son. mind's spinning right now. Wait, son, yeah. you know I'm calling you son. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, in here, yeah. in the gentleman factory, yeah. man, everybody's coming to me now. They, I'm like, yo, how you not up on this, man? Hearing is different. Like, I don't hear this language. See how you described it just now? Yeah. I don't hear that. Yeah. When I hear about the metaverse, I'm hearing about the the goggles, and you know, you have like a cool experience. You just described a whole playbook just now. Like, yo, listen, you got this chapter, and this this is chapter two. This is like I can really move with that because I'm like, damn, I didn't know it was that much happening in there. I I think what I, I one the gift that God has placed in me, mm-hmm. the universe has put in me, is is my ability to. When I communicate with my young people, I communicate with them to 
put it where they can do something with it. Mm -hmm. If you're educated, that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. If I'm educating you about the Bible, mm -hmm. I'm not speaking from way back there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'll probably be like, yo, Jesus had 12 dudes that he hung with. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know? Yeah. You're breaking 12, it down. Yeah, those 12 dudes, they did this. They ain't had no internet. Mm -hmm. But they got his gospel out to everybody. And look, yeah. here we are two thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. years later. Yeah. We're still talking about that. I, I gotta so, add I gotta add one more thing that God gifted with you with is advanced thinking. Because yeah. you know how to you see something and you're already thinking forward. Yeah. Like some people wait to act. You see something, it makes sense to you, you're acting right away on it. And I like that because that's advanced thinking. That's like, okay, this is gonna be something. Let me jump in early. So you're like one of the early adapters in certain things. Bitcoin, early adapter. Yes. Metaverse, early adapter. Mm -hmm. You don't wait to see how things are going. And I think that that's another gift God gave you because the ability to see something and mm -hmm. process it quickly and act on it. I think that's crazy. So I have a saying, if you don't see it before you see it, you will never see it. Yeah. So you have to see. That you, you have another saying, too. Uh, there's time. And timing. And timing. That's right. Time yeah. and timing. Your timing is right today. Time is here. Mm -hmm. but the timing got to be on point. Right. You know, it's like anything else. You know, here it is, the ninth inning in the in the baseball game, and you have to you and and you down by one, or you down by one, and you, and somebody's on base. Right. Right. If they, the time is right for you to be that man. But if your timing is done off on the swing, you're going to strike you out. Mm -hmm. And so our timing's got to always be on point. Um, but I, I like to use um, words in the fashion so my young people, because they pick them up and they remember those things. You know, So when I'm talking to them, I'm like, yo, if you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. That's in basketball as well. So before I take a shot, I see it going in. Mm -hmm. So when I coach, people used to say, yo, how do you see that play? How did you see that? Because I see it before I see it. Great players see it before they see it. Mm -hmm. So when you see us make a shot and you say, dang, we made that, you know, we saw that already. We just acting it out. Everything that is created in the tangible come from the intangible, which is in your mind mm -hmm. first. And then you create the chair and the mic and everything. But you have to see it first. Mm -hmm. So I'm into seeing it. And when I see things come out, I spend money on stuff. But I like to invest in people. I'm, I'm one that sees something and say, hey, yo, you know what? What do we got to lose? Yeah, yeah. I'm going in here, mm -hmm. and I know where I should go in to find young people, which I do. So now, now I'm hanging out the, in, the, in the metaverse. I, I went to a basketball game, um, the Knicks, because in the metaverse they show you the game, mm -hmm. and you have to sign up to get to that game. I'm sitting next to Kevin Hart. Like, in the, the metaverse. Game, in the metaverse. At the game. Live game. The game yeah, is going. Yeah. We are both sitting in the chair. He's sitting here cracking jokes and stuff. I'm sitting there. But he's sitting in his living room. And I'm sitting in my living room. Mm -hmm. But we had the Knicks game. Yeah. 
And we, our avatars is, yo, you see that? Yo, yo, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's crazy. Imagine being my age, enjoying this. Yeah. And my grandson is 14 years old. And he like, yo, he called me Papa Coach. He's like, yo, Papa Coach, you, you all up in here like that? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, son. So you can't hide. You can't hide. You can't hide. I'm in the metaverse and everything. He's like, dang, man. I'm like, yo, where you be at sometime? Let me see what's going on. You know, yo, but but um they say, yo, I can't hide from my grandfather. My grandfather is every yeah, day. Yeah, that's a fact, bro. So yeah, I say, yo, man. And that's even when I'm gone, mm -hmm. my avatar still can exist yeah. in the metaverse. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? You know, so uh, there's one thing I was uh, found that was we had some similarities, but there was one thing that really stood out. So, like for me, I got left back in elementary, and I found out you got left back in elementary. You got left back in the fourth grade. Uh, third grade. Third, fourth grade. Yeah, third, fourth grade. How do you know? Because part of the structure of the. Um, there's a book you should read, Conspiracy Destroy Black Boys. Mm -hmm. And it's called the fourth grade, third grade, fourth grade syndrome. Mm -hmm. So usually it takes place in the fourth grade. Because the fourth grade is, and going in from the third, fourth. That's the transitional that period. That's the transitional period. Mm -hmm. And what happens is because of the way the school system set up, back, especially back in the day, but even now, um, most Elementary schools is dominated by white ladies. They may be small. Now we getting bigger at that time. Mm -hmm. So that same aggression that we may have is not like a little boy now. It's like fourth grade. You're kind of getting up there. And, you know, you might, she may be four, seven, and you already up there. Mm -hmm. Now she become intimidated by mm -hmm. So the fourth grade is is the move to destroy because now it's the fourth, and now you got left back. Your self-esteem and everything is starting to flow with you. Mm -hmm. And now you're struggling to get to the sixth grade. And then by the time you get to the sixth grade, now you're going to middle school, and all these other things are going on. If mm -hmm. I fail you in elementary school, then you go to middle school. Now, if you notice, middle school is mostly black mm -hmm. women. So that's where the fight goes. Because now you have um, young people that was failing in the elementary school and now you move them into the middle school. Mm -hmm. And they have all these things going in their head. So the middle school teachers have to fight to get them right so they can get ready to go to high school. Mm -hmm. But high schools is what? They're basically white males. So now if you don't have it together, They'll quickly tell you, like, why don't you go to the army, go to go serve the thing, because you're not going to grab Well, they put you in special ed saying there's something and wrong with you. they put you in special ed. Mm -hmm. um, my 38 years, I was um, um, special ed uh, related. I worked in a special ed unit. Mm -hmm. I don't call it special I call it special needs. Mm -hmm. um, and I just flipped that. They wrote an article for, on me uh, way back in the New York Times, a whole page. Mm -hmm. And they talked about, they called me Cut Him, Cut him Loose Bruce. Yeah. Because I used to get all these special ed kids, the boys especially, decertified from special education. 
But I had a whole nother flip on it, man. I'm like, yo, I would show them the budget. So I, I would have 12 of the toughest guys on getting my leadership. And I would say, yo, look how much money they spend on y'all guys versus the money they spend on a regular student. They spend so much money on us. Mm-hmm. Yo, we, we got the bag right here. Yeah. Yo, let's use this money and show them that this money is good. So I, my classrooms are set up like this. I had regular chairs and stuff like that. Right, I had right. couch in there, everything. Because special ed, uh, special need kids, whether they were disabled, uh, learning disabilities, or emotionally, mm-hmm. I didn't even call, I told them you were delayed. But what do you mean by delayed? It's just that you just gotta catch up with everybody else. Mm-hmm. You're delayed, there's nothing wrong with you. And what I'm gonna be able to do is to help you get there. Mm-hmm. So um, I used to get kids to certify until parents got on my case because the government welfare would give them money if their kid was in special ed. One time a parent came up and cursed me out, man, because I wanted to decertify her kid from special ed Mm -hmm. because he didn't need it anymore. Right, right, right. But she's like, yo, you messing with my money. Mm. You messing with my money. He's in your class. I don't see no problem. Why are you trying to get him decertified? You don't need to be no hero like this. Nah, because you're messing with my money. Crazy. So what I did is I come to find out that um, my athletes, you know, I showed them how to use special ed education instead of having it use them. So they were like, yo, what? Because look, I was telling them, look, there's a lot of advantage in the special need money. There's more money spent there. You got 12 kids and two teachers in here. Mm-hmm. Then you got your own counselor, resource room person. Mm-hmm. You could go out. You got an SAT that they got to give you all day to finish it. You take the regents. Everybody else is running out. No, sir, you, you, you got all day to do this. I had kids get scholarships to college because they took took advantage of this space. They flipped the script. They flipped it. But we have to have people in there that's willing to show them the money. Mm-hmm. So I know our young people, yo, look at this money. I could take y'all on trips. You know what I mean? Trips, we don't even have to be in the school because there's money's allocated for me to take y'all on trips. I don't like to be rolling in here. Mm-hmm. We get rolled here. Nope, everybody else is scared to take y'all out because they ain't giving you the word that, yo, Looked at the money. We gonna go spend this. We ain't going to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I took people to Marriott to eat. We ain't going to McDonald's yeah, yeah, yeah. because the money is there. The money is there, yeah. So if they gonna put us in there, yo, let's take, take advantage. advantage. So when that article came out and they saw they had pictures and everything with me in there, it was a big article. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like even the state called me up and um, did a piece on me and stuff. And like, yo, what are you doing? to change these kids' lives. And I said, is this, is this secret sauce? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to stop the paper. No, I don't like You don't want to mess with that bag. Yeah. And I hope that teachers just be innovative and creative at that time. And I, 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 would, I was the crisis intervention teacher, so a lot of times teachers couldn't handle the bad kids. Mm-hmm. So I would tell the principal, give me those 12. These are my... This are my Hangout crew. Yeah. 
but let me do what I got to do. Yeah. I'll keep them out of your head and stuff. Just give me my truck. Give me my my bags that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. And basically, I, I rock with them. And they the baddest dude, so where are we going, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them under control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go out in the street. Yeah, go. Yeah. But you could talk to them the same way because it's familiarity. Familiarity. Yeah. Like once you're comfortable with somebody, it's a lot easier for you to like, you okay, this, this person's relatable. Yeah. We could talk the same language. So they're going to more, more than likely listen to you versus listening to somebody that doesn't understand them, doesn't understand the culture, again, their language. I play ball. You play ball. Yeah. I had a binge, right? And my bins, they were like, yo, where you going to park? Because this was a brand new bins. I said, yo, I'm parking in Brownsville. I'm like, yo, I park my car right there. You see my fellas? Mm -hmm. They ain't letting nothing happen to it. Man, you know, you kidding. They like, even today the they're older now. And they, they used to say, coach, we watch your car like all day long. Yeah, so, that's what's up. So, you know, it's like. Like anything else, man, you can't be afraid of the kids that you're trying to educate. Yeah. you. Thanks for the insight. And I, tr I didn't even look at it that way. Um, but the point I was trying to make is the fact that uh, you, you had all this things that happened throughout life. And then did you know you were going to reach a point where you, was, you were going to receive a letter from Obama saying thank you? Did you see all this happening during that journey? Like, did you see that coming? So I wrote a letter to my mother. So first I've had, I had to forgive my mother, my sister, my brother, all the people that I felt abandoned. Mm -hmm. And I had to forgive them, you know, um, because forgiveness is not something you do for the other person. You do it for yourself because mm -hmm. you're carrying baggage mm -hmm. that don't belong to you. So when I teach, I talk about, yo, get that back. You you got somebody else's baggage on your oh, back, yes. and you can't fly like you want to fly. Mm -hmm. And the way to get rid of it is give it to back, give get get it up, get it here. Even when they dead, you can forgive. Mm -hmm. That will release you. So I wrote a letter to my mom, and I'm like, mommy, if you can see that change has come, you could see. Uh, even before Obama, because I was a coach, and I won championships and everything. I was the first black coach to coach in the Catholic high school league and so forth. So my name was always in the newspaper, on television, and then all that. And then when my guys made it to the pros, I was always on television. Mm -hmm. They always talk about me and stuff like that. So, But this came, I said, Ma, you know, and the letter was like, Ma, you ain't gonna believe this. We had a black president. Remember this year? Mm -hmm. And I said, and he is amazing too, man. He's smart. And so we did it, you know. And he wrote me a letter. Your son, he wrote me a letter. And then I read the letter to him and saying, thank you for the services that you presented and that you done for the community and all that kind of stuff, my expertise. So that feeling was really a feeling of twofold, you know, that, um, that, you know, that we got a president, black folks broke through their system. And I always tell people all the time when it comes to Barack and, and, and um, Michelle, I say, guys, your expectations 
Oh, he ain't do nothing for you. I look like, look, y'all have to be the most idiot people in the world. <laughs> you think a corporation is going to hire a president of their corporation and they're not going to do what the corporation asked them to do? Mm-hmm. America is a corporation. Mm-hmm. So we feel good that we put an intelligent black family mm-hmm. that we could be proud of yeah. out there. He's the first. He's the and first Michelle and, is the first. And they set a high bar. And they set a high bar. You know, that's why we can't understand. I said, but understand that. Don't go talk. Don't allow people to talk negative about them. Mm-hmm. That's our first family. Mm-hmm. And not only there, the young people put them in there. So that's their way of expression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's you know, their he, president. That's their president. Mm-hmm. So y'all going to say, oh, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. That means you don't know politics. Mm-hmm. Or they don't know corporate structure. And they don't know corporate structure. Mm-hmm. He's there. Sometimes your hands is tied because you don't want to show favoritism. Right. You know, if he does too many things for the black people, then the white people are going to say something, or this person going to say something. Yeah. He has to be everybody's president. So yeah. he has to be fair. And the best way to show your um, integrity and character is try to be fair across the board. But you can't, you want to lean towards more. Like right now, when you hear him speak outside of the office, right. you see him talking more about what he wanted to talk what about. He, what he wanted to talk about and supporting us. Right. But when you're in office and you're elected to do certain things, you have to follow the rules. And that's for us mm-hmm. as black people because basically, uh, we are the moral standard for this country. Mm-hmm. You know, is people follow us. Anything that is attached to black and the way we fought for our rights and, and dignity of people and so forth, we, we can't back off of that. Right. You know, that's what we fought for, you mm-hmm. know. So they depending on us to be the mature people, mm-hmm. which we are. Mm-hmm. We are more mature than anybody mm-hmm. ever could imagine mm-hmm. because we bring the level of civilization here. Mm-hmm. We bring the level of all, and they, you know, try to bust it down with all the killing, the mm-hmm. one-on-one mm-hmm. killings and, and all that because that's a frustrated people as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I look at you, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. See, when, Mal- when um, um, Michael Jackson said, take a look at yourself in the mirror. People think that he's only talking about me looking at myself. Mm -hmm. No, the mirror is here. And whatever I feel about myself, that's pointed towards you. Mm -hmm. Hurt people hurt. So if I'm hurting, Mm -hmm. I look at you, Mm -hmm. and when I take you out, Mm -hmm. that's pointing a gun. That's suicide. Yeah, yeah. But it's suicide pointing at you. Sometimes success... And I hope I'm not speaking out of character for anybody, but sometimes success is a reminder to someone that's not being successful, and they're hurting because they look at you as why they made it, why they got this opportunity, why not, not realizing the person probably put in the work. Right. But like you said, hurt people hurt. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when they look at someone successful, it's a mirror reflection of what they're not doing, and that bothers them, so they project that out. So I agree with you 100% that, you know, we got to take accountability, not for us, not only just for us, but as individuals, not only for us individually, but as a group, we have to say, okay, what are the things that we need to do as a group to add to that maturity so that way we don't fall into those hurt 
situations. One of the challenges that we have as a people, if you know better, you're supposed to do better. Right, right. But then we have higher expectations from other people, like, because if we don't live up to a certain expectation, people are going to be like, oh, see, there they go, they hood, they this, they that. Yeah. So we kind of like, that's why I think Obama and Michelle set the bar so high, because they know people is going to be watching them. Yeah, we, but we, and I'm glad that uh, Trump became president, because now it's like, if you have a clear glass of water, you don't realize how clear that glass of water is until you put water with all kinds of particles and all kinds of cloudiness in it. Mm -hmm. And you really put them together, you can see. So that's a perfect example. Apple and oranges. There you go, Completely man. Completely different. So it's great to see him mm -hmm. there because now the level of maturity, and they can be immature like mm -hmm. that. Here's what I always tell black people and my folks, be careful about what you ask for. If you say we the original man, that means that you believe that everything comes from us. Not some of the things, everything. That include all the colors, all the things come from us. Mm -hmm. So um, what comes with that is a responsibility. And uh, Sometimes we have to take responsibility for white people because they come from us. Mm. I know they don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the black don't want to hear it, yeah. the black don't want to hear it, but they, it's, it's clear that the people come from black folks. Mm -hmm. And it's becoming more and more clear now because people are picking that up. Mm -hmm. But what comes with that is a responsibility. Some of your kids are great and you love them because they do everything you set out. And then mm -hmm. you got some kids that don't. And that's how I look at it. I look at it as that, yo, I understand the originality of who we are. Yeah. And I know that um, everybody that comes from us, all of my kids I love. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I also know that um, some of them after the heart of their dad and, and some of them not. All of my ball players, all of it, whom I call my sons, the same way. But it, as a person, a responsible man, you have to take on responsible, um, you take on that responsibility. Yeah. While we on that note, I know you said uh, a quote that said, music and basketball has a major impact in the hood and can make a major change. And I agree with you 100%. Uh, what came to that conclusion for you that said music and ball can really change the world? Music and ball. Music, first of all, is, you know, when we used mm. to do the drumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how we communicate. So in the communication, we we have to always be able to communicate with each other. And that's, communication is the basis for life. Mm -hmm. So we could communicate like this, but then we could do this. And music is that thing. So um, our expression is through our music. Rather is today, I'm not into, I'm not one to say, oh, our music back then was better. I don't know what they doing now. <laughs> You know, old, right, old right. heads again. And I'm like, oh, heads, you missing today's music. 
you're missing the brilliance of our young people and how they're able to do stuff that is amazing. We, when we start playing instruments mm -hmm. back in the days, we played instruments way before the Europeans got the instruments. And then, you know, and so forth. Look at the day, these guys got electronics. They can go, kids go on YouTube, university I call it, and they learn how to play mix and put music. I'm looking, I'm listening to my, my son is a singer and he comes back with beats and music and stuff. I'm like, where you get that? Oh, I just put that together. It's in them, still in them. They just using different instruments. Mm -hmm. They may not use the guitar. They may go on a, on a, you know on the um, the the beats where they got the beats and all that kind. They do all that. So it's different times, man. These kids are still doing it. Their music is great, and you should be happy when they pay tribute to us by using some of our beats. Mm -hmm. So they saying, yo, I respect James Brown. So he's the most, his beats were the most sample beats ever. Cause people was getting that beat. Boom, 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 boom. Getting that vibe. Getting the vibe. And they mm -hmm. just say, look, we'll just put it into our music. Mm -hmm. Don't hate on them because they doing it. Now I got hip hop people. When I remember we used to hate on the hip hop folks. Hip hop folks now are hating on some of the young people. And I'm like, nah, don't hate on them. Oh, they don't make hip hop like they used to. Well, used to is back then. <laughs> <laughs> so why I look like I'm looking like I'm rapping like I used to. True, yeah. So this and the ones that making money, is there Jay Z and those guys? Mm -hmm. They understand it. They like, yo, I'm getting with this because mm -hmm. this is the future. Mm -hmm. It's what's relevant right it's now. It's relevant in it, you know. I, it's so important to understand the business, the business of relevance. And relevance is basically, yo, this is the music that they doing and learn it, get with it, you know? Um, so, and sports, basketball, especially music and, and sports. Sports is a form of music, you know? That way we teach basketball is, um, I always tell people you have a beat in your head. Mm -hmm. So when I'm playing, I got my beat. If I could get you dancing to my music, when I stop, you still gonna dance. Right, right, right. I'm going. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so if I rock you this way, woo, do, 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 boom, boom, I'm going. Mm -hmm. So everything is a rhythm and rhyme. Mm -hmm. You don't play basketball when you run with the ball. In terms of um, football, best the best. Um, Running backs, they run with the ball. They got style on it. Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders, ooh, he catches, he's hopping through. Yeah. He got rhythm. We got to use that rhythm. That's our rhythm. That's how we communicate, words, gesture, and spirit. So all of those are the things. And then the spirit of the music is very important as well. So I see that as the pipeline to generations and how to get to our generation. So when I go to them and I'm, you know, they doing their music and so forth, and I go on TikTok and I see them doing it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they love it. When I go and I check them, yeah. sometimes I go as, you know, I was commissioner for the PSA, mm. Public School Athletic League, and I would go visit the schools mm -hmm. while they practicing. 
And I would see coaches coaching kids, and they just off or whatever, and they trying to teach a kid, and kid don't want to do it. I would have my suit on and everything. I would go into the locker room, put my stuff on. As commissioner, everybody mm. know me, and I go step on the court with them yeah. to show them some stuff. And they like, yo, that's the commissioner? Yeah, the commissioner got game. But they, I know that pulls them to me. It's like, yo, look at that. you know. And I was showing them how I'm hopping with the ball and boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, now nah, I'm at a different music than you guys are. Y'all, y'all like this. Yeah. So I'm a little slower, but my, I still got a rhythm. Mm-hmm. So I get you bopping up with my rhythm, boom, 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 and then I make one little change of direction. You can't deal with it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oops, oh God, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, but um, so music and yeah, so I use music and sports to stick, stay with my young people. You know, I keep it. You know, um, I try to keep myself right uh, so that I can constantly be able to. Uh, do some of the things. So I do a lot of bike riding. I do a lot of exercising, eat right, you know, um, my diet. Mm-hmm. Not diet, my life. Ta- my mm-hmm. lifestyle. You good? Yeah. <laughs> so, so one final yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what it says. Time yeah. Time. <laughs> yo, you could have said that to uh, me, Coach. No. Because <laughs> you know what? This, yeah. is, this is the new media. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't tell, we don't have to be formal around yeah, here. New, yeah. I learned because I'm in on the podcast. Absolutely. Yo, new media the guy come yeah. running up in here saying, yo, yeah. time to stop, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause no. we could go on and on. No, know? no, no, no. We got I got two more questions. One of them is really the, the, the 12 plan, the 12 plan that you, you try to exercise within the, the game plan. With the game plan that you submitted to as an opportunity for people to really take advantage and, and learn and so that way other people can teach it right you want to yeah you want to touch I on that in, i was invited to hong kong uh and china because um they saw some young people saw me on on the internet and social media see that and they said wow you're teaching this 12-step game plan um, um one breath transformation so you know one breath to them is Buddha and all that kind mm-hmm, of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they like, yo, we need you to come and teach that to um, to the, the, the coaches and the players in China. So I took a whole contingent of people with me, some young people with me as well. I took my son. I took a, a, a ball player. I took a lawyer, a young lawyer, and I took a businessman. And um, we flew there. And, um, was there for two weeks, stayed, um, treated me like, you know, when I walked there, I had a big old sign, mm. had a picture on it, Coach Gus's coming, one breath, and so forth. And this is why I always tell young, we, we were sitting, we the people that we was hanging out with, like the uh, CEO from Alibaba and all that kind of stuff, and um, we were sitting at a Susie, mm-hmm. it's a, basically a round table that you spin around, Every time you pass, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, it's about thirty-five of us on there, and they had this amazing, amazing young uh, model that they brought, uh, Asian model. She's gorgeous, she's nice, and everything. My son was sitting right next to me, and I said to him, "Go sing to her." 
And you're like, what? Say, right now? I said, yo, we here. That's yeah, the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something, nothing wrong, 30 seconds. So he went over and he sung to her. And she turned colors, everything. And he sung about 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, stay with me. Stay with me. All I need. All that stuff. So he sings that to her. Right. The son of this Alibaba, he was getting married. He had a band. He gets on the phone. He calls up his fiance and say, listen, let's cancel the band. We got a singer here that's off the chain. Mm. I want him to sing. Now, keep this in mind. I was there. I flew first class. <laughs> yeah, they was like they they got seats because we went on a uh, China plane. Okay. First class was amazing. They they really got it, but the, everybody else was like this. Yeah, you know? yeah, and they would come to me asking for food because I had everything. Oh man, it was like mad. But we were there for two weeks. My son wound up staying there for four months. They put him up in a wow. beautiful. Uh, plush on the beach type mm -hmm. crib, everything. Four months. He sang at the wedding and then they just had him doing stuff for 30 seconds. So that's why I tell these guys, we're global. People love us global. They love to see us globally. Mm -hmm. And we think that all the stuff we hear, people say about us here, when we go overseas, people want, yo, we are the people. Yeah, they yeah. want anything we do. Yeah. They, like right. they want to duplicate. We missing it when mm -hmm. we just stay here. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why we have this thing uh, called um, Hollywood, and that that was a big thing we had there. Uh, is that platform app that literally helps uh, influencers, people that are artists, that are creatives, mm -hmm. and that are entrepreneurs, and that platform give people opportunity to make money from things that they do. That's a whole nother story. But the key is that teach our young people that we're global. Mm -hmm. we, we are, I call them, we're a global majority citizen from a global majority community. Our community is global. It's not just in the hood, not just over there. It's global. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to get out of there. That's why I took them with me. That was part of my contract that I'm not coming unless I bring these young people to show them. And a lot of them took advantage. My son did. The basketball player did. The entrepreneur did. Mm -hmm. The lawyer, she now represents players going back and forth. She brings players here for me mm -hmm. to coach. Rich players that the parents pay really mm -hmm. good money. So we made a business out of it. So you create a whole network effect. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's because we got to expose our young people to that. Mm -hmm. I, do, I, I do things to open doors for my young people. I don't know if you ever heard me say, you can't take an 800 credit score to the grave. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like basically, what am I going to take my influence to the grave with me? Right, right, I'm right. trying to use every bit. I use it for my kids and my sons mm -hmm. that I have around me because the bottom line is it's so important to me that, yo, when I'm gone, I'm gone. Right, right. Though the breath keeps living. Because one thing about breath is ancestral; it keeps going. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I, I, my goal is never to take; is always to, to breathe life into our young people. 
those 12 steps is what we use to do it because what I have maintained in my book, I talk about those 12 steps and that we as a community are addicted to negative thoughts and behaviors. We are addicted to that. So, you know, addiction runs big in my family because of my mother, mm -hmm. my sister, my brother, and all of them. And what I learned from them is that it's, it's a, addictive behavior, compulsive behaviors that need to be changed. Mm -hmm. And you needed 12 steps. The 12 steps come from the 12-step program. Right. I created my own because I used to go to their thing, and they would like say to me, well, you can't really participate because you're not really an addict. I said, yeah, but I'm a son of an addict, a brother of addicts. Mm -hmm. I said, so what y'all have for me? Don't think I ain't hurting. You don't That's think true. seeing all of this? And I could tell more stories, but I know we don't have the time, but the point is, I, this affected. If it affected me, then it affect other people. Mm -hmm. So that's when I say, well, I'm going to start my own game plan. And I call it a game plan, a 12-step game plan. And that is a game plan that help people deal who not appear to be addicted, but you are addicted because we're addicted. we always hating. Mm -hmm. Why are you hating on this guy? Mm -hmm. You know, because we're addicted to it. It's something that's been coming embedded into our system that we didn't put it there, but we got we have the right to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So I talk about how do we get rid of this stuff, you know, when you stop hating on it. Why are you hating on this generation? Why are you saying this generation don't want to work? Mm -hmm. They lazy. You calling that lazy because you work? Mm -hmm. They looking at you and they saying, no, I don't see no progress. If you keep complaining mm -hmm. in front of this young generation, how you think you think they want to go that way? True. And I was sitting, respectfully sitting uh, with a mayor, not this mayor, but it was another mayor in another city. I don't want to give a name because we're here, but, and he says, all our kids need his direction. And I respectfully connect, corrected him. I said, no, these kids, they don't need direction. They need our support. They already got a direction. Mm -hmm. and it ain't the one that we use. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm mm -hmm. saying? They got a direction. Y'all got a direction. Y'all are code breakers. Mm -hmm. Y'all got a direction. And y'all, we may not get with them, but they got a direction. But what they need, support. But don't try to give them direction, because your direction, they looking at you, your direction, really, they saying is whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, due respect, because yeah. we still below the 2 percentile. Let me give you a statistic, because I know this is a financial thing. When I, back in the days, when I was younger, I used to hear, oh, black people spend $48 billion a year, and only 2% of that is spent in going back to the black community. That was like 50 years ago. Here today, I'm hearing we spend $1.6 trillion, and only 2% of it is going back into the black community. Hmm. So what are you going to say to these young black people that's saying enough? Yeah. You can't. What are you going to say to them? They yeah. saying enough. We ain't going to your, mm -hmm. your whack schools. You ain't going to get it. And we watching a generation that mm -hmm. has to pay all this money back because mm -hmm. they don't spend a hundred and something thousand dollars to go to a college. They got their own code right now. Their lifestyle and code is like completely different. Different. Yeah. So different. you're right. 
And right. all we got to do is give them the support. That's it. Because they're going another way. And, mm-hmm. I, and I understand it. You know, I know because they everybody want to say, well, what y'all going to do about our pension or our Social Security? Because these kids ain't working. They want to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. All, all these kids want to go follow their dreams. Didn't you say it's okay to dream? Mm-hmm. These kids are not either or. These kids are and. Mm-hmm. I could do this, and, and I could do this, and I could do this, mm-hmm. and I could do this. We get upset because we taught go to school, get a good education, mm-hmm. don't switch for what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't dare switch. No. Mm-hmm. You said you're going to be a doctor, also tomorrow you want to be a, 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 a rapper? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> you, know? you know, you know that's crazy because um, I was looking at the statistics when it comes to that. And they showed how back in the days people really stayed at their jobs for 30, 40 years until they retire. And uh, with this uh, new era generation, it's like they're in, a, they're in a position maybe for like a year and a half, two years, three tops, but they're getting what they need to get and they're moving on to the next. Because you know why? Because they only have an A. They don't want to hear no B. Mm-hmm. If they do a B, it's only because it's going to help the A. Right. They ain't trying to, like, oh, you need to get an alternative, uh, you know, and then you're going to die in that alternative. Mm-hmm. Because most of us, we spend more of these years mm-hmm. from zero to 25. That's the learning years. From 25 to 45, that's the earning years. Mm-hmm. And 45 and above is supposed to be the golden years. Mm-hmm. In the black community, we go from zero to 45 learning. Right. Then we start earning. But black man is not living until 60 years old mm-hmm. because of the stress of this here, what we live in, mm-hmm. and, 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 and all the other things that triggers the stress. Mm-hmm. So that means you don't even get a chance to enjoy maybe 15 years of your your time yeah but they also saying that um this this era that we're in people are living a little bit longer right than back in the days it was like 65 maybe stretching it to 70 but now they're saying that you know well people are going up to 80 and 90 but their finances is not catching up to it right yeah because if you started Again, from zero, zero to 25. That's the learning. Mm-hmm. And what is learning? When a young man is a bar mitzvah, if he has a bar mitzvah, and, I, and the family come and bring monies to them mm-hmm. and give him $100,000, say, yo, go learn. Mm-hmm. Us, we're learning, but we, and we're trying to work to get monies and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to have the freedom to learn, make mistakes. From zero to twenty-five. Yeah. Now, when you get on the grind, mm-hmm. you're now ready. Yeah, because it takes time to master something. It, yeah, it does. Yeah, any, it anything you do. Overnight. Yeah, right. And then if I don't want, if I want to change my mind, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But you know? keep in mind that whatever you change your mind, I'm hoping that, and because this is something to impact young kids, I'm hoping that whatever it is aligns with your next phase. So that way you don't waste too much time. I think our generation and the generation before, I think sometimes they waste too much time instead of saying, okay, I'm going to learn this, but I'm a, if I'm going to transition to something else, it's still going to align me to the end goal. I think there should be a 
an end goal where everything aligns. I learned this skill set from here. I learned that skill set from over here. But they still together combined is improving me to get to here. And sometimes people stay too much in an area. They waste mm -hmm. too much time waiting in the area. Only uh, accumulated one skill set mm -hmm. before going on and realizing, oh, I need additional skill sets or I need to add on to this. I think we, this generation is not wasting time. They're like, I'm getting it here, I'm getting it here, but it's still aligned with where with I want to go. Yes, with yeah. their A. They, they, they use B, C, C D. And not to make a career out of it. No. They say, like, yo, yeah. I'm doing this right. so that A can help me with my A. Right. So everything is aligned. And don't stop them, man, because that's so important, man, yeah. for us to have at least a generation and say, let's do it differently. Yeah. When change is necessary, yeah. not to change can be destructive. I think so, yeah, you're right. 100%. But nothing stays the same anyway. And nothing should. Yeah. And then I don't think they're asking for permission. Like, we, <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I was hearing the conversations from, you know, all the cats, and it's like, uh, as if they're requesting permission to do something. These young cats are not asking you for permission. They're like, yo, listen, I, we're changing the course. Wherever this, this thing you guys had here, we appreciate it, and we want to say thank you, but nobody's... They being unapologetic with their course correction. They're like, nah, yeah, and that's you know, cool. I, I'm, I'm going glad ahead. you said that because yeah. one of the things is, so you got the baby boomers, which is my generation. Mm -hmm. right? Then you got Gen X. Mm -hmm. Now, Gen X is the angry crew because they done did everything the baby boomers told them they should do. Mm -hmm. Get an education, so forth. They got debt. They got houses that they don't really own. Mm -hmm. They got a whole bunch of stuff that we taught them what we thought was the it right was the thing. the right way, yeah. Now you got these young whippers out. I hear the Gen X talking about, oh, they don't want to follow, they want to do this here. And they, like you said, they like, yo, we're gonna do this. Regardless. Yeah. But they more like us. Baby boomers, we did the same thing. We said later for y'all. We're not listening to your music. We're gonna dress the way we want to dress. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go out with whoever we want to go out. We're kicking doors down. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do it our way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then once we got Settled in, we start teaching our young, our the Gen X that yo, this is where get this education. It's going to take mm -hmm. you to the greatest height you're going to mm -hmm. become, so forth. Which was not true. Now what these guys are doing. So I always. So say, if they, if they, if these guys are like you guys, the baby boomers, and the Gen, the Gen X are uh, the in between, the ones that. Not failed, but they failed, no, they no. just got the wrong information, or maybe they didn't act on a new trend. They, they stuck with the old trend. Yeah, is that cycle going to repeat? Is th is that the type of lost generation that's going to be repetitive? Meaning, going forward with the new generation now, when they breed life into the generation under them, mm -hmm. will that be a lost generation? No, because they're going to be, be following that. That will be lost. Okay, no, because you're talking about. The Zen, uh, yeah, yeah they, the, now they're calling it the, the COVID generation, <laughs> you know. But but the reason it ain't, you know, because yeah. this new generation that the millennials, mm -hmm. they are basically they see they oh, they different they see they're and different. they're gonna be up into people's stuff. They yeah, don't they, they different. move yeah. differently. Yeah, they different. And that's why I tell OGs, mm -hmm. especially the, the baby boomers. Check your grandkids out. Because remember, these are like our grandkids. Mm -hmm. 
Skip both. The, the baby Gen, the, um, Gen X, they're doing anything, but check your grandkids out because they need your support because they're trying to do it totally different. Mm -hmm. And they need our support when it comes to finances. They need our support when it comes to our credit. They need our support when it comes to wisdom that, you know, don't stifle them and, and see in them what, what we had to break through mm. and then in this next group. And then you got to teach them, don't stifle the next group. Because mm. I see some older millennials mm -hmm. talking about the baby, um, the, the young kids already. Oh, these kids, man, their attention span is, you know, <laughs> yo, don't talk about yeah, them now. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you? I don't know where I fall on. I, you know why? Because um, I had a conversation with someone and he said, uh, and he was uh, like a couple of years older than me. And he turned around and he said that, you know, I'm a millennial. And I'm looking at them like, dude, there's no way you're a millennial. You got me by like a good, yeah, I mean, got a good uh, a decade. So, so I'm like, there's no way you're a millennial, right? If he, but he, he, he read down, he read the description of a millennial and he was breaking it down. And basically he was saying like, uh, the, he, he's about 50 something. And he was like, basically like, uh, 50s, the new 30 or something, the way he was breaking it down. Mm -hmm. And, but his, his, his logic behind it is that the, because we're so close and because he feels that he's a millennial and he feels he connects with the millennials, that we fall in the same bracket. And sometimes I say to myself, like, I don't know. I don't know where we fall. I know the generational trends and how they say because you're from this Every. age group. and yeah, uh, just, Right. Yeah. But there's some people I think is like, uh, and, and I could be wrong, but I just think they're like cross eras. Like some people just cross eras. Well, uh, for, some people feel like they're about before they time. Well, age-wise, mm -hmm. know where you at. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he, yeah. Is he over 50-something years? Yeah, he's, he's like he's, 50. He's a Gen X. He's yeah. a Gen, Gen yeah. X. Okay, so he's Gen X. Mm -hmm. Don't try to be down. You, 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 you cool and everything. Don't try to be down. Man. You're Gen X. You can connect to millennials. Right. That's what I'm saying. But you still Gen X. Right. And you wanted the Gen X that connect to millennials. Millennials, yeah. Like, I'm a baby yeah. boomer. Yeah. But you, you're like, for example, I think you cross errors too. Some people cross errors. I know. Meaning, well, yeah. Metaverse. And, and, and like, even the yeah. millennials ain't yeah, down with that. Yeah, they ain't down with that. <laughs> you know? So I don't, and how would I describe you? Because even though you're a baby boomer I'm by proud, age. I'm a proud right? baby boomer. Right, but by age. Yes. But what do you say to someone that cross errors? Like, there's some people that just for some reason, does it, like Jay-Z, for example, right? Uh, for him, he's a Gen he, X. yeah, but he crosses eras. Like for some, he can adapt to any era that he's in, and he's always changed. He's always able to redefine himself. Right. right? So what I would say to him, and I would say this to him, mm -hmm. I know me being a baby boomer. I like saying I'm a baby boomer that crosses eras. Eras. Mm -hmm. If you are Gen X and mm -hmm. cross errors, say it. I'm a Gen X, but, I, but cross I cross errors. I, I don't have a problem with the mm -hmm. same thing with millennials mm -hmm. that cross, cross errors to the uh, the younger kids. Yeah. So I think that's imp that's healthy too. Mm -hmm. We need to do that. Yeah, I think we need to. All right. So final thought. This is a show that impacts people to get started. Yes. Right. So. What advice you would give somebody young that's looking to start, or even somebody that just you know 
maybe a little bit older, haven't really had the confidence to start. What would you motivate or say that's going to impact somebody to get started from a coach's perspective? Well, there's three things I want to say. One, when the game is over, and it's over because we play a lot of games when we're young. Mm -hmm. It's so important to get it done and just do it. So I gave you three things that we have a challenge and we talk, but we don't do. If you're going to take a chance, take a chance. It's the difference between taking a risk and dealing in risky business. So it's a risky business versus taking a risk. I take risks. And then you don't have to be young. Like I said, Bitcoin and all that kind of, those are risks. But do it. Become the change that you're looking for. Because if you just sit around and you do it, especially when you're young, just do it. You're going to make mistakes. Make the mistakes. Clean it up. And, and and just keep going because sometimes you if you don't if you just think too much and you're trying to think it out all the time, wait until every light turn green, you know, <laughs> before you that. say go. Nah, nah, if that sucker's yellow, go. You know, go, you know. It, I, I mean, because in the end, you're gonna regret it if you don't. You know, a lot of stuff that I've done over my lifetime. If you notice, it was straight up, I'm going to the park, I'm getting ready to take get a permit at this age, and I'm taking over this park. Mm -hmm. Taking over this park. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm taking over this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And and uh, at my age, I dared to be different. Mm -hmm. So even at my age, when I wear this shirt, others, I want everyone to know this is that's a habitual uh, thing I'm always looking to make changes. I'm always looking to explore radical solutions. So everybody got a show like this. People got shows left and right. By the way, you did a great job. Thank you. And um, but this is how I catch and meet young people. And you know, we talk and we communicate. We open up a conversation. Be willing to talk to our young people, man. Yeah. But get it done. Get out there. Get it done. Just make it happen. You know, don't be sitting around scared and nervous and stuff like that. You're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's why they have a race on it and a pencil. Just race it, start all over, you know, get some more stuff, especially between zero and 25. And I know some of us are still learning at 45. I'm trying to get that age down. Even if I can get you to 30 to help you get where you need to mm -hmm. go so that you can earn from 30 to 45, 15 years of earning. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Your social media handle, do you want people to reach out to you? Man, of course. They Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything is Coach Gustus, man. Coach Gustus. G-U-S-T-U-S, yeah. Coach Gustus, that's my handle. That's what my guys told me. They taught me about my brand, and they say, yo, go to Twitter, Coach Gustus, go to um, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Um, TikTok, all Coach Gustus. That's why I like That's how that. you get me, man. That's where you at. That's where I'm at. There we go. Boom.
And as always, thank you for tuning in. And don't forget, it starts now. Right now. Right in the now. moment. In the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, man. And that, that's the end of that whole